Welcome to episode 27. On the show today, I talk to Daniel Goldstone, director at clear.com, formerly Twitterland. We discuss nano, micro, power, and celebrity influencers. From how much should you pay an influencer to measuring success of an influencer campaign. We talk about data-driven AI to find the best influencers and tools to validate, vet, monitor, and measure success. Daniel was born in Leeds and moved to Israel many years ago. Please enjoy the episode and thanks for being a fab listener. Support me by subscribing and telling your friends. Welcome to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. I'm Johnny Ross, founder and digital marketing strategist of Fleet Marketing. Each podcast, I'll be bringing you an expert to inspire you, to give you some great business growth takeaways, and to get you thinking about marketing and the bigger picture of how businesses can improve, adapt, and grow. I look forward to sharing this with you on each podcast. So here we go. Hi and welcome. And today we're here with Daniel Goldstone from uh, Clear, a director at Clear, and it, it, which is an influencer marketing platform. Uh, it's great to have you here. How are you? Uh, I'm very well. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Johnny. Excellent. Thanks for coming. Uh, so I, we're going to be talking lots about influencer marketing today. Um, you're over in Israel. You're, you're Leeds born and bred. Um, yeah. You won't have been happy with the uh, the match last night, I'm guessing. Some would say I'm sick to the stomach of uh, listening <laughs> about it. <laughs> very good, but, uh, very good. But it was a it was a it was a valiant effort and uh, attacking football, and uh, you can't knock that. Was yeah, we'll we'll fight another day. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you've been over in Israel for how long now? It's a good question. I've been here, I have to think about it when people, because it's been such a long time. I've been here for 11 years now. Wow. Yeah. And whereabouts in Israel? I'm based living in Givatayim, which is the first suburb, a very small suburb outside of Tel Aviv. It's very close to the center. And, uh, and I work uh, a small bike ride away from my home in Tel Aviv. Fabulous. Um, so, as I said, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, e-commerce, about e influencer marketing. Um, the uh, Clear platform, uh, actually, you were originally called Twitterland. So, the so so you've been with Clear for about five years. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. And 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 what's also worth pointing out is your part of a well in 2019 it was called an eight billion dollar industry the influencer marketing industry um but clear's journey you were here well before influencer marketing just 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 take us back a bit to uh twitterland what was formerly known as twitterland which was a great social uh, analytics platform uh and just just take us back to to how everything started yeah, so the company is a, is a brilliant company founded by three brilliant individuals, all happen to be brothers, computer science graduates, social media enthusiasts, and specialists in influencer marketing. In fact, it was founded as Twitterland. You can read the story, I think it's on the website still, by one of the brothers who came up with the idea or, or the business plan on the beach, in a beach, beachside cafe, 
um, and called the company Twitterland. And like all startups, if, if you listen to the story from the, the founders, they, they twist and turn and, and pivot on the way and change its name from Twitterland, which wasn't a brilliant name, T-W-T-R-L-A-N-D. Um, they changed it to Clear. And thankfully, um, for a salesman, it's a much better, and marketeer, it's a much better name to, to say over the phone uh, as opposed to Twitterland. Much clearer. <laughs> Some might say. <laughs> um, just to remind people, we are live on LinkedIn Live, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Uh, you'll be able to catch us on the replay. If you are watching on replay, please do put hashtag replay. And if you're listening to this, welcome. Thanks for being a listener. We're on uh, the podcast, uh, and it's great to have you. Please uh, recommend and maybe even uh, drop us a um, recommendation or a review is the word I was trying to grasp. <laughs> uh, that would be great if you could. Um, so, Daniel, just talk to me. There's different levels of influencers. Um, and um, and before we get to that, is this just all about Instagram? So your first question, there's different levels of influencers, most definitely, and it's totally dynamic and it's changing forever. But really... With data, we segment influencers into four different tiers, your top tier, your middle tier, your lower tier, and the bottom end of the scale. And just because they're at the bottom doesn't mean they, they shouldn't be viewed as uh, invaluable. They're extremely valuable, but they're called your celebrities, your power users, your micro-influencers, and your nano-influencers. And the second question was, sorry? Is this all just about Instagram? On the contrary. So, you know, Twitter... Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, uh, bloggers, TikTok. You look what TikTok are doing. They're plowing millions and millions and millions into creators. In countries like India, there's amazing stories of what they're doing. They're, they're driving uh, um, a, a huge force into uh, finding talent in shanty towns, investing millions into these people, completely revolutionizing their lives and developing talents with them and influence with them. TikTok are a real force in the influencer marketing space. And and your platform covers all of these platforms. In fact, uh, it's a global platform. You've got over uh, a thousand clients. I mean, some of the names, uh, you've got uh, everything from uh, Dyson to Victoria's Secret to P&G. Uh, who else would you uh, throw into that list? Yeah, Daimler, Mercedes, Uber, Sony Electronics, uh, top global agencies like Edelman PR and Ogilvy and AKQA, the list really does go on of top tier name brands that entrust in Clear um, as an extension of their influence marketing departments for technology. If you are uh, watching live and you do have a question for Daniel, please do drop it in the comments and I'll try and bring it in for you. Uh, Daniel, you talked about the different levels of influencers. So we had uh, going from celebrity to power to micro and to nano. Um, nano, I think Clear suggests is around the sort of 500 to 5,000 followers for people that are, uh, are listening or watching. Micro is from 5,000 to 30,000 followers. Power's 30,000 to sort of 500,000 and then we've got the celebrities on the sort of 500,000 over. What? Well, just talk to me about the, the benefits and the differences. You know, I, I, I assume there's a, an advantage to a, a nano-influencer over a celebrity at times, but I guess celebrity is where you're always going to do well. Is that right? Or 100%. I mean, it's a very complex uh, game influencer marketing, and you've got to strategize accordingly when approaching it, whether you're a new brand or whether you're an existing brand like Burger King or Dyson. Okay, 
Now, celebrities are obviously brilliant because they have, uh, particularly if it's a current one, they have very engaged communities. The challenge with them is usually there's a publicist or there's a manager you have to go through, and there's a, usually a very large fee involved with it. It might be good for a one-off type of thing, uh, but, but long-term it's a challenging strategy unless you've got very deep pockets, again, like Burger King. Um, but extremely valuable working, the, the weight of having a, a celebrity influencer behind you is amazing. And we can talk about examples of that, of those, even the organic examples um, of those. Now, on the, on the flip side, working with nano influencers, much easier to open doors with. I mean, who doesn't want to be an influencer? Um, but I think, the, and, and I think what it will help you do working with nano influencers is reach communities that you're celebrities traditionally might find challenging to actually reach. Um, the challenge working with nano influencers is they are not so au fait with being an influencer. They're not really set up to be an influencer. They don't know whether there should be a contract. They don't always know how to sign a contract. They don't have a lawyer to help them with that. So usually with nano influencers, and if you're doing influencer marketing at scale, you're going to work with a lot of nano influencers. The challenge with that is that there's usually quite a bit of handholding involved. And if you're, if you're not experienced enough in this, it can be to your detriment working with them. But if you're organized and have got a setup of individuals that can uh, work with them, it can be extremely rewarding. I, I, a couple of years ago, I was uh, listening to a podcast all about all about influence marketing, and, and it was very much around, you know, it's got to be authentic. And, and the, the nano and the micro influencers is am I right? That's the area that does bring at times that real authenticity compared to potentially some celebrities that are just doing it for the money. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. I think you get a much more authentic message from people that love the brand, even if it is a celebrity. There are examples. I think away the um, the travel luggage company when they started selling it's an amazing story about them by the way but when they started selling um, their luggage they they looked at some of the names that were coming in and one of the names someone recognized as the real name of a celebrity i believe i could be wrong i believe it was reese witherspoon that's a i, I could i could be wrong but they saw her name come through and they saw her talk from a sale so she purchased it organically and they saw her uh, talk about them organically that's real influencer marketing. It doesn't matter if it's with a celebrity or not. And that led on to doing very similar campaigns with other celebrities, just like Meghan Markle, for example. That being said, if you want real authentic messaging, real influencer marketing is with real brand ambassadors. Those brand ambassadors just happen to be at that time uh, people who are celebrities. But you, you're, you're going to achieve that type of success, I think, typically with a micro uh, influencer, nano influencer type of strategy. Talk, talk to me more about some of the examples. You said that there's uh, there's there's quite a few examples. Which ones would you you highlight as uh, uh, as things you know organically that have gone uh, and, and and been fantastic campaigns? I mean, Away is an amazing example. Um, I think there's a how I built this podcast with them as well. You can you can listen to the story with them, and that's 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 a, a really brilliant story to listen to. But they really had a focus on influencer marketing. There's so many, Johnny. I'd have to rack my brains, but. That is an incredible story from someone that started as an intern for Warby Parker, 
the glasses company that also did a lot with influencer marketing. So I can't remember the CEO's name, but she's a she's an amazing CEO. She's an amazing uh, brand marketer, and she built an amazing uh, uh, travel brand around influencer marketing. And and much of it was around again real influencer marketing, real real people that l that love the brand for what it is and. Uh, there's nothing better than that. That's the best social selling that can be. Why do brands need a platform like Clear? That's a good question. So I think brands that are already doing influencer marketing need a platform like Clear if they want to take it to the next level, if they want to do influencer marketing at scale. Without a tool like Clear, it's going to be uh, it's going to continue on a very much manual effort. It's going to require them to use their gut instinct as opposed to data and, and, and technology helping them make those decisions. So our data-driven approach will help them automate the entire process from discovering influencers to vetting and verifying them to improving how they select them, uh, not just selecting them based on how many followers they are or what their social status, are, status is or uh, how many likes and comments they get. Um, and also with the management process and measuring campaign performance, Clear automates the entire process and makes it instantaneous. So whereas a job, depending on any, any of those segments that I mentioned, they can take anywhere from an hour to a week to a month to a quarter to actually achieve, we help do instantly. I mean, I work with some big brands and one of the issues that they have is validating uh, and and vetting influencers uh, and and sort of the the metrics around that um obviously your platform does that on a, a i think we you're saying it's a real time it's data driven it's ai what are the the key metrics that it would typically be looking at uh, to try and vet or or rank an influencer it's a great question so clear provides on-demand and instant access to any influencer profile in the world. Like Johnny Ross, for example. I want to look and learn a little bit about Johnny. I want to learn about what his audience uh, demographics are, their interest bases, the locations they're in, the type of things they talk about, the brands they talk about. Clear helps you see those things on demand for any influencer. So if you're running a campaign on Instagram and you want to know what their interests are and the top age groups or the average annual income or even things like the ethnicity, Clear gives you that. But not, not just that, understanding things like the type of content they publish, how their top content resonates with their fans, does that top content fit the feel of the brand that we represent? I think it's important that you see that as opposed to just someone's in-feed, which is a very noisy space. Um, on the content side, also, uh, Clear really helps with showing you the portfolio, the type of sponsor work an influencer has been involved in, helps you see what their brand affinity is, what success they have, in sponsor content, you know, if you're going to work with them and they work with maybe a brand you admire or a brand you do know and they had huge success with it, you can, it would probably correlate and you would probably have a lot of success in that space. And thirdly, understanding the true reach of an influencer as opposed to using vanity metrics like the followers or the likes and comments that they get, understanding the authenticity of their fans and how many real people physically interact with them and share their content and see their content across the social web as opposed to you know selecting an influencer and not really knowing what proportion of their fans are active social media users as opposed to being maybe sporadic users or inactive users or newly created accounts or more sinister things like fake followers or bot accounts clear helps uncover uh, all of that type of stuff
And uh, so, so is that based on some kind of metric or what does, does clear have its own metric then? Or what, how, uh, how does that work? Do, do you give them a score? Exactly. So clear automatically assigns a score to every influencer. It gives a score between zero and 100, zero being the lowest and hundred being the highest. And it's using our own technology and data research. So we use a cascading statistical analysis to actually analyze what proportion of your fans are real people or, or when I say real people are real active social media users. You want to find influencers that have a community that are engaged with them, not that are people that are sporadic or maybe inactive. So in many cases, you can find influencers that have millions or hundreds of thousands or thousands of followers and it doesn't really tell the true picture and with clear's influencer um uh, true reach algorithm you're able to very quickly ascertain what the uh what the what the value of the influencer is and and if if they if they have an authentic fan base the the the, the industry set to hit uh, you know, 15 billion by the end of 22, if if not more. Um, what what's the future of influencer marketing? Is this just getting bigger and bigger? Um, what what where is where's this going? It's a good question. Uh, to answer your question, is it getting bigger and bigger? Yes, it is. It's here to stay. It's gone through the transformation, but it's just going up, up, and up. I think where it's going, it's. Uh, it's a challenging one of exactly what's going to come. But what I can say is that there's huge demand from the industry and huge demand from our clients. And we're an extremely dynamic and fast paced and agile company that are able to deliver at that demand. Uh, but it's it's forever changing. In the, in the time that I've been with the company, when I joined them, like I mentioned a few moments ago, or you mentioned we were called Twitterland, very Twitter focused. Now we're very much focused on all the major networks and helping all brands that are engaged with influencers or are planning to be engaged with influencers on each of those networks, we're at the forefront of it. Yeah, I mean, you're suggesting that uh, you could get a, uh, on average, six times ROI with influencer marketing. And in fact, when you start looking at uh, what celebrities can bring in, uh, bearing in mind that the, the costs and fees are, are, of course, much higher, uh, but you're bringing in a, a nine times uh, ROI with, with celebrities. And I guess this is based on real clients, real case studies. Uh, it, it, so is, is that something that you've seen uh, growing as well with regard to the, the ROI? With influencers, yeah. yeah, It's just gonna go up, up and up. And not again, not just with the celebrities, with the people that are in the middle, the influencers that, again, are true brand ambassadors, uh, the, the, the lifetime value of them, having them as, as brand ambassadors, people that love your brands, is just gonna go up, up and up. And uh, if, you're, if you're not doing this, you need to be doing it. Um, not, uh, not tomorrow, you need to be doing it yesterday. You need to be investing in in spreading very positive word of mouth advertising with people that love your brand community basically what one of the things you've got a uh, a, a report out um which is the uh, influencer uh pricing report for 2020 yeah. and what i was quite i mean you know the, the industry is predominantly female uh, there's no yeah. question about that but what i was amazed at is that even in influencer marketing even in this day and age that there's still a pay gap between men and women and men are getting around uh, 25 30 percent higher fees than women are getting 
for this type of service. Is, is there anything... Why? Why? When, when it's a predominantly female market and... I think what you tend to find is that the ROI tends to be higher from female as well. Why, why, are we, yeah. why is this existing? So it's a good question and it's a challenge. And I think, I mean, I think one thing you have to account for is that female influencers um, exist for 84% of um, influencers in the industry. Um, many of the people, not just influencers that are on social media are female. The men that are there have highly, in some cases, highly engaged communities that are, are female. And there's a lot of value for brands in that. But the, again, it's such a small proportion um, of men there. Um, but to give you a definitive answer on, on, on why the gap is so huge, it's very difficult, difficult to say. And we'll have to see how that will change over time. Do you have a, an opinion on the types of content? So, for example, whether it be stories or whether it be posts or whether it be videos, would, you know, from a personal point of view, Daniel, what from what you're seeing, where do you find the, the, the best interaction? Or is it having a, a cross-section of everything? I think it's about having a healthy balance. I, I think in, Instagram stories are a much quicker... Uh, way storytelling way <laughs> storytelling way to show live things as they're happening uh, it's e easy to consume you know you walk down the street everyone is is locked in their phone you walk into a into a park where traditionally people are reading a newspaper they ain't anymore they're sat on a bench going through their phone and they're looking at, at, at real-time live stories like this this is a live uh, a live story people will be able to check in um, and see it and uh, yeah the 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 rates suggest that the you can get more for your uh, that it's cheaper to buy a story and of course you know it's it, it's there for a short period of time, um, but I think the impact uh, personally I think the impact is greater because oh. the way I see users is that they are eating you may as well call it that eating content uh, through the likes of stories much more than they are through through posts uh in, in, in yeah stories and, and like and like what we said before with the rise of tiktok and their method it's a very quick fast-paced easy to digest type of media um and, and that's what that's what their consumers want really one of the other interesting facts that I found from from your report, I mean, it's not even necessarily to give a, a, an opinion on, but it's just to recognise the fact, uh, is that um, the the age groups that you've looked at, uh, they go from, you know, you've, you've gone looking at from the age of 12 up to, uh, well, over, you know, up to whatever age, but under 35s will be earning double what over 35s will be earning uh, and uh, and i was just interested you know it's a it's a mad stat in fact in fact if you're 18 to 24 uh for a video posting a video you could earn four times an influencer over the age of 35 so i'm starting to feel very old uh, and you've, you've you've got a few months left i have i'm, I'm 35 in january all being well so I <laughs> oh, you've got a month left Still got time to to bring my influencer game up and start earning those big bucks. <laughs> um, I've got uh, someone just asking where we can read the report that um, I'm mentioning. It's uh, on uh, clear k l e a r dot com k l e a r dot com, and uh, the report is under the um, in the resources section. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, it's under the resources section. Both of them then underneath the blog, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you should be able to uh, to find that, and and uh, I'll add it to the show notes afterwards as well. And I'll put a comment uh, in the um, uh, in in the uh, uh, in the comments afterwards as well. So, um, just moving away from influencer marketing for a moment, uh, you're you know we're obviously going through a, a pandemic right now. Um, you're in Israel. How's Israel coping with COVID? Are you in your third wave? Is that is that where you you know is that is, is that right or? We're heading possibly for another lockdown. Um, I was just arranging with some friends to maybe do a barbecue on Wednesday or Thursday, and one of them just sent a message to the WhatsApp group. I think we might have to make it sooner because it looks like there's some sort of lockdown coming into place, which will be a shame. Um, but generally speaking, life is life's pretty cool here. Other than, I mean, there's some uh, military state style um uh dynamics in society but um excuse me that's my wife my wife trying to catch that's me. all right um, but but you know every day like everywhere where it's become the norm wearing masks most people are following guidelines and being respectful and uh this is how it is at the moment Johnny. And 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 with you know the, forgetting COVID, the Israeli tradition at Christmas is is that something that people get together or not? Because it's obviously not a something that uh, that that's uh, highly celebrated in Israel. Um, so, but do people typically do families get together on Christmas Day, or is that a, not a thing in Israel? Well, I think it's a great question, and I think what people forget to remember is that this is a multi faith, uh, a multi faith. Being interrupted. Say, uh, sorry, someone just walking into my office, so tidy something <laughs> up. And I have to tell her politely, please come back later. But um, we're, it's a multi-faith uh, country. Um, there's lots of Christians here that are following and observing and celebrating the Christmas period and and the holiday season. And if you go into places like Jaffa, it's very aware that people are celebrating it. Big Christmas tree in the center of Jaffa there, and in other places like. Uh, like uh, in Nazareth and, and others, you'll be able to see people. But, you know, as, as someone from the UK, I love the holiday season. I will be doing some sort of Christmas dinner with uh, with my wife and kids and some friends and drinking some. I've got the task of making mulled wine. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be enjoying the festivities, but why not? So so, so you're not as uh, – it's not as strict in Israel with regard to who you can meet on Christmas Day, et cetera? Which is ah, quite tight, tight in the UK right, right now. No, it's it's not so it's not so strict. No, you can have. Yeah, uh, we're in, uh, we're in a, a very different place right now. With regard to uh, COVID, how's it affected Clear? In in you employ over thirty staff, I think. Uh, you know, which is for, which is you know phenomenal in, in in this industry. It's brilliant. Um, so how's it affected? Has it has it has it caused any issues, or you know, you're all remote working and it's fine. So obviously there was a, a huge effect because from going from working together in the office, communicating and collaborating in person, like everyone, it was a big shock to the system, Johnny. And, you know, trying to work through that um, was, was challenging at times for everyone. Um, here we are, um, the end of 2021, and we've been able to roll with the punches and I think come out shining. And the same with the industry as well. We've been able to see although there's been difficulties with things like travel for example uh we've seen huge rises in other areas like e-commerce and uh, uh a huge rise of uh of influence marketing needs there so clear are yeah very much in, in need from those type of industries yeah. 
and in fact you've you've taken me on to my next question which was going to be around uh, what, do you think covid's had an effect on influencer marketing at all or is it just been a natural progression or is it as it powered it or, or or it's not really had any effect any any thought any thoughts on on some of the data you're seeing with regard to an effect from covid I think it's just empowered it. I think people are still more than ever locked on social media. Um, getting, I think they, I think they're still getting great value from social media as well. I think there's some great uh, positives from social media, and I think um, COVID has helped people. As COVID hasn't helped people. I think social media has helped people during this COVID period when when they've been vulnerable or in in difficult periods or being alone. I think it's been pretty uh, pretty helpful, Johnny. And well, I mean, it sort of makes sense because from a, a behavioural uh, point of view, you know, shopping has dramatically changed, uh, and uh, you know, we're we're now more cautious about going into shops, certainly depending on which country you're in. Um, so I think the the space of influence marketing must have had surely an impact because people are are buying online, shopping online. People aren't as busy, depending on whether they, uh, you know, maybe they've been furloughed. Uh, so there could be lots of reasons why they've got more time to spend online as well. Uh, and also, Netflix... also with, with fitness gyms as well being closed, you've got the big rise in, you know, um, home workouts, uh, um, remote remote um, yoga sessions. And, and well, you know, it's... well, you're right. I mean, that takes us into uh, picking up new hobbies, picking up new interests and actually needing new for example equipment or or different things at home and you know where's the first place we look well we look online and and see what our uh, peers are saying i guess uh, uh, and 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 that's uh, that can make a big difference going back to the um report uh, i was just um one of the things that i noticed um was that the uk has the highest uh influ rates for influencers we beat uh, canada and the US, um, and um, you know, I asked you before this the call why you thought the UK might be at the uh, the top, and you you went for because we're greedy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. You know, I, I don't know if there's any any uh, necessarily any any data behind that, but it was just just really interesting to see that the the UK um, has the the highest rates, and and so it sort of suggests that there's a there's some good. Uh, opportunity for brands within the UK uh, looking to to uh, to do it because if they're getting the bucks then it, it must be worth it 100% and that was definitely said uh, tongue-in-cheek with Brits being uh, greedy it's obviously not the truth but you know there's some top top brands that are coming out of the UK that are emerging in other markets we look at brands like Gymshark and what they've done with influencer marketing from building it from his parents spare bedroom to doing influencer marketing whilst he's delivering uh, Pizza Hut pizzas door-to-door -door as a student and you know there's it, that's not the only British brand that has, has grown astronomically through working with influencers from the UK and taking it to other markets now I think again the UK is in a very fortunate geographically is in a very fortunate position where you know they're a, a, a middle ground an intersection between the east and the west and I think ha having that influence over and being in that time zone you can have that influence over uh, two two different groups of people, and I think that's possibly uh, a part of the uh, of the reason why. And whilst rates are going up, uh, what you're also finding is that there's certain uh, areas, for example, fashion and beauty, that are dropping. And I can only imagine that 
because fashion and beauty were probably the you know where in where some of influencer marketing really started but as influencer marketing has grown and grown it's obviously into many different categories so i, I guess there's been a an address of balance there does that sound fair to say how i've summarized that 100 percent, 100 percent, and even things like parenting parenting has taken a a completely different uh, direction and um, DIY, uh, particularly because people have been at home, you know, influencer marketing for those types of industries uh, have, have grown dramatically and helped chase, chase those other uh, leading sectors like beauty and fashion. Daniel, I've got someone on Facebook that's asking a question. Um, they've just asked, how, how did you get into the industry? What was, what was your path to getting into influencer marketing? I think the luck I had was, and there's a little bit of luck in everything, was moving to Israel with a clean slate, um, having no degree, no mortgage, no marriage, no debts, no real responsibilities other than having the ability to start a career, a career in a, 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 an extremely vibrant digital ecosystem. And working in the high-tech sector here has been an incredible opportunity um, through meeting uh, Clear, who was Twitterland, and meeting the founders, Guy, Noam, and Eitan, I've been able to have the opportunity to work in a tremendous industry and an amazing company which is offering so much to the industry at whole. One of the things that the platform allows you to do is probably one of the most important things, which is to to not just manage your influencers, but to to still engage with them, to keep them engaged. So it's sort of like a CRM for influencers. Just tell me more about some of the functionality on uh, on that part of the the tool. Great question. So obviously, Clear helps to optimize the different workflows with influencers, and one of the workflows and components. Of, of influence marketing is influencer management. And we have an entire suite. So whereas traditionally you might work with influencers out of an Excel or Google Doc or Google Sheet or some sort of spreadsheet, Clear allows you to centralize all of those relationships and have sort of a bird's eye view of everything that's going on in a, in a, in a beautifully designed environment, which is easy to collaborate with colleagues and influencers in. And it essentially allows you to handle the admin with influencers, send briefs, send messages, handle payments, contracts, content approval, that type of stuff, where, where at the same time being able to automate the entire campaign measurement aspect of the work you're doing. So when you're doing all that hard work, you need to be able to calculate how it's actually performed and Clear actually calculates that in real time. So when they talk about Live with Johnny Ross, digital marketing, marketing specialist, uh, as soon as they talk about it, Clear will automatically uh, track the, the post, the um, the engagements, the reach, the media value. If you're an e-commerce website, we integrate fully with uh, e-commerce platforms like Shopify and WooCommerce and B and, and Wix and do pixel tracking. So you can actually track link clicks and sales and conversions in that portal as well. <laughs> and uh, because I'm not getting a fee today and we've not uh, come up with a formal uh, agreement, <laughs> this was my idea to be talking about clear. Um, so I don't need to add a hashtag sponsored or sponsor <laughs> add to this uh, to this feed. But talk, but talking of which, because you've nicely brought it in for me. Um, it, so, so my understanding is that any uh, paid 
uh, influencer marketing must have must be clear to the followers that there is a you know it's sponsored it's it's an ad so they uh, a celebrity or a, a nano influencer might use a hashtag to show that has that had any impact on influencer marketing at all has it have you seen any negative effect from it at all or uh, you know is it is it more that you know look it's better to be open and honest and actually it creates a better relationship I agree with the latter of what you said. I think it, it's good to be open and honest. I think for me as a consumer and someone that loves following certain thought leaders, people that follow certain brands and love certain brands, it's always a bit like, oh, so Jolly's an influencer for uh, for Gymshark or whatever. Cool. cool. Or he's doing a sponsor ad. Cool. They actually see that he's, that he's brilliant. Sometimes it's refreshing to see that. Um, I don't think it's really affected things. I think people know influencers were doing brand collaborations beforehand. I think the most important thing is that it stays authentic, it stays original, uh, it stays on brand. Yeah, I, I actually think it does add a bit of kudos, actually. Because I think I think for certain influencers, um, if their audience was to were to see that they're, they're being sponsored to do something, then I think I think that can. And then I think with regard to celebrities, um, to see that a particular celebrity is associated with a particular brand uh, can also, you know, yeah, really bring a lot of uh, of authenticity as well. Um, one of the and then with regard to. Uh, uh, the other elements of the platform it's around measuring success so what does what does a successful influencer marketing campaign look like and how would you and clear I guess go about measuring that it's a great question so obviously sales and, and cash in the bank for a business that's their centric goal but you know with influencer marketing it's about brand recognition it's about relevance you want to know, particularly if you're working with influencers regularly, that your brand is sustaining that, that it's, uh, that it's staying relevant in people's minds and that you're achieving good reach. I think that's, that, I think that's the key. And I think that's what, uh, yeah, sorry. So, so have you, have you, I guess, helped? I mean, one of the things that, sort of, that a lot of people have always, always said is that it's very difficult to, to measure brand awareness. But I'm guessing that with a tool like yours you're starting to be able to measure that with regard to things like reach engagement uh you know are there any other metrics in there that would help us measure the the awareness and the recognition of a brand it's a a great question i think it's very challenging but i think that our true reach algorithm that the very hard work we've put in and groundwork for a very long time to develop very complex algorithms which really help you ascertain how many real people actually see the content and what the impressions are. I think if you want to really understand how it's transpired and how and how many how authentic the uh, the content is and how many real people actually see it, I think that's an an incredible uh, indicator uh, to how well the brand is doing. True reach is is uh, what brands should be using for that um, to, to, to help make that understanding. And it's from what we see, it's become the standard jump um, uh, in the industry. Wow, that's fabulous. Do, do you see any examples? I assume that influencer marketing is always better as part of an integrated campaign. Yeah. Do you see any examples in particular of how uh, of 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 what other platforms or or paid avenues that a brand might use to really power an influencer campaign? Is it you know is it traditional TV advertising? Is it traditional you know pay per click? What, what is there any anything that you see in particular where you see brands that 
really work on influencer marketing? What are the other things that they're doing that power that? I think it's trial and error. And I think just because one thing works for you doesn't mean, one thing works for Nike doesn't mean it's going to work for Burger King. I think what's important, I mentioned them before, Gymshark, incredible company, incredible CEO, uh, incredible entrepreneur. You talk about enterprising and doing things your own way. And, and people talk about the success they have, but don't talk about the failures, the different things they tried with influencer marketing. But I think what worked for them was really having a centric goal on community. There is a Gymshark community out there. There are people that are head to toe in Gymshark. You go in a gym. Uh, I, I'm not personally, not against it, uh, but, but you know the, the, the Gymshark type of uh, guy or gal. And I think what they did, which is incredible, is community. Red Bull did it years ago, years and years ago. Gymshark did it uh, in the last 10 years. And community, uh, 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 building a community around your customers. Um, I think that is, is a great way to go about doing it and thinking about it. I've been advising uh, brands and agencies a long time on influencer marketing. Um, Clear for me stands out as a product that and a tool that could really help make a difference, uh, and uh, you know especially and, and that's you know I, I, I've looked into the tool, played with the tool, but also now that I've spoken to you, uh, it's really backed this up for me. What Daniel, if if, if brands are looking to uh, engage with Clear, what's the best way to contact you? What's the best way to find you? It's a great question. So you can go on our website. There's several different call to action buttons. One of them is to schedule the demo. So if you want to schedule the demo, you'll be able to see Clear in all of its glory. You'll even be able to customize it with a Clear agent to help build it around your existing campaigns or finding influencers that you have coming up for a campaign or vetting your existing influencers. Clear will be able to do that with you. You can go online, set it up, we'll respond straight away um, and we can show you what it looks like in all its glory. Great. Lovely. Uh, it's been really great chatting to you today. Uh, it's definitely a passionate area of mine, e-commerce and, and, uh, and influencer marketing. I can see how the industry's grown and grown. Uh, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to where Clear take us on this journey. Uh, so thanks so much for joining me today, Daniel. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, uh, and, and if you've been listening or watching, uh, I'm delighted that you've been here. Thank you very much. Uh, and we'll be back again. Actually, we'll be back in tomorrow. So we will see you all soon. Take care and uh, speak soon. You've been listening to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. Thanks so much for joining me. If you want to continue the conversation, head over to my website, fleek.marketing, or find me on LinkedIn. That's all for today. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, tag me in your social media posts, and please leave me a review on iTunes. It will make a huge difference for me. I will see you soon. Bye.